When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. No sleep till. Brooklyn uh, yesterday, my beloved Brooklyn, as I crisscrossed uh, the most populous of the five boroughs of the city of New York, first, uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino, in the very progressive, liberal, uh, almost socialist um, block festival, it's called Atlantic Antics, many of the people there uh, really are on the far, 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 far left. That's northern Brooklyn. But I go there each and every year with the Guardian Angels, and we start out at Barclays Center, Atlantic Avenue, and Flatbush, and then we work our way down Atlantic Avenue all the way into Brooklyn Heights and to the BQE and uh, almost touching the East River. And block after block, it is an incredible array of the people who elected uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who's going through a midlife crisis now with that black shoe polish in his hair, and destroyed our city and just didn't care. Along with his wife, Charlene McRae, who they're sharing a household with, even though they've gone separate ways, they've uh, made up to break up, break up to make up, because they're going to get sued. And if they are detached... Uh, they can end up testifying against one another. So that gave you that part of the day where I was in the northern part of Brooklyn. I mean, people were civil to me. They didn't vote for me in large numbers in the mayoral election, uh, small numbers. But then I had the opportunity to drunk, uh, jump back into the R train, take the R train uh, down to Bay Ridge, maybe the worst uh, service uh, line in the city. It's always at a crawl's pace. Uh, past Sunset Park, and then eventually in the Bay Ridge, and walk the totality as I do each and every year with the Guardian Angels. 
and on behalf of political candidates who are running in Bay Ridge, where the listenership is off the hook, especially as I went uh, towards 95th, and at about 72nd Street, as you're going down 3rd Avenue, you just hear increasingly more and more people say, I listen to you on WABC. I listen to you religiously every morning with Sid, Monday through Fridays at 7.05. I listen to you on the Rip and Read, Monday through Fridays, 12 to 1. I listen to you on the weekends with Anthony Weiner, left versus right on Saturdays, 4 to 5. I listen you to you to the break of dawn, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, 12 to 6. And so they understand there in Bay Ridge that the most iconic call letters in the world, because this is a global radio station at times, WABC stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. A lot of props for Sid, a lot of people listening to Sid uh, Rosenberg uh, with his friends and his one foe me in the morning and had a lot to say about his uh, one-on-one conversation for about a half hour with Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, uh, mayor of the illegal aliens who was... uh, uh, not at all uh, thought of very fondly, I might add, in uh, Bay Ridge. But the guy who is his number one ally, who is his mini-me there, is the uh, sitting uh, city councilman. Clearly a guy who lies all the time to his constituents, depending on who he's talking to. If he's talking to a moderate constituent or a conservative constituent, and it's brought to uh, their attention that he actually voted to defund the police when de Blasio was mayor to the tune of a billion dollars. He says no. And yet if you print out what the votes were, uh, you can clearly see that first it was Brannon, Justin Brannon of Brooklyn, who voted in the affirmative to remove a billion dollars from the police budget followed by Joe Borelli, who voted against that. You can clearly see right on down the line they have all the votes. And then he said he was never for no cash bail, and yet he was one of the promoters. But let's leave it there. Because more troubling now is what he said back on August 4th to all of you with Sid Rosenberg in the morning. Like so many other officials, and that's why you listen to the Rip and Read, because you know you're going to get a fresh slice each and every day, Uh, The politicians that are trying to screw you, kill you, force you to leave. And it's not just limited to one party or the other party. You know me. I'll call out Republicans. I'll call out Democrats. I call them all out. And it was August 4th, and Justin Brannon insisted that he be able to come on to uh, Sid Rosenberg's show and defend his honor because I had uh, come on the day before and said, City of New York, through the Eric Adams administration, is intent on putting a tent in Shore Road Park in about the 70s, sort of in between uh, Fort Hamilton uh, High School and uh, Zavaria, and that the plans were already in place, and they had already done the specs. This was Justin Brannon insisting that he had to uh, denounce me and call me a liar, like so many before and so many in the future will. Curtis Lewa comes on, talks about my district, talks about something that's just not true. It's just not true. That he, he gets on the radio and says the mayor and I are planning to turn Sherwood Park into a migrant tent city. Absolutely false. But this is what demagogues do in times of crisis. So I'm a demagogue, uh, wrong way, Lou Ruffino. And then something that Sid doesn't often do, he took calls. 
And boy, there was a stream of invective directed at Justin Brannan. Here was a constituent of his uh, in Bay Ridge, Anthony. This guy's a mutt, Sid. Listen, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Last time when de Blasio, when he did the $1 billion, wasn't this guy on the city council or not? He was, 100%. That time, Sid, he sure as hell did yep. vote for the money. So now all of a sudden they see, you know, the, the woes of their ways and how things are getting so effed up. And now he changes his mind. He's a turncoat, two-faced mutt. And I saw him yesterday by his lonely self uh, up uh, at about oh, 75th Street on 3rd Avenue yesterday, not surrounded by supporters. Uh, in fact, uh, there have been few who have surrounded him of late in his uh, re-election bid against uh, Ari Kagan, the Republican, former Democrat, who I was walking up and down with uh, at the 3rd Avenue Festival yesterday. So it is interesting because that was just one constituent. And then someone who's well-known, oftentimes referred to as the mayor of Bay Ridge, Constant listener to Howard Stern, but when he's uh, away, which is most of the time, she listened to Sid Rosenberg. That's her choice. And her response to listening listening to her city councilman, uh, Justin Brannon, was the following. Shore Road is up in arms. Across the street, five-plus million-dollar homes. All the neighbors are talking that they want to put homeless tents all through Shore Road. Bay Ridge, 86th Street, 3rd Avenue. I can't even walk to kickboxing anymore at night. It's full of homeless, which I feel terrible. And I even give money and food. And a man threw a match at me. So we're in bad shape. The garbage is piled up past my head. And the stores are shuttered. Walk one block, Sid. For every two stores that are open, five are closed. So Bay Ridge is in very, very bad shape. That's all I could say. And it'll be in worse shape because what I said two months ago, in fact, will come true. The uh, crooked uh, Brooklyn County chairwoman of the Kings County Crooked Democrats uh, put out on stationery that went to all of their members. And it is a very large group in the uh, most populated borough, most of Democrats. And it said, uh, without hesitation, she said, white folks, crackers, haven't done their fair share when it comes to, as she called them, the migrants, and I call them the illegal aliens. And she specifically pointed out Bay Ridge, Fort Hamilton, Marine Park, and Manhattan Manhattan Beach, specifically. And uh, when she speaks, it's after Eric, uh, uh, the uh, mayor, man who's got no plan, Adams, when he exhales, she inhales. So then Justin Brandon recognized that if, in fact, that gets out to the general public before the election day on November 7th and during early voting, he will lose to Eric Kagan. So he basically said, that ain't happening. No, 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 no. No, that's not happening. I can I can assure you that is not happening. There's not going to be a tent city for illegal aliens in either Bay Ridge or Fort Hamilton. Well, he's lying again. Because his county leader, that's the one that he marches uh, his uh, uh, Democratic uh, policy beat to. 
uh, actually issued another response to Justin Brannon and said, I look forward to working together with my fellow Democrat, Justin Brannon, in supporting the migrants and making sure they are housed safely in places like Bay Ridge, Fort Hamilton, Manhattan Beach, and other white cracker neighborhoods. So it is going to happen unless we stop it. And so our first rally in that area of southern Brooklyn, I'm not talking about uh, Floyd Bennett Field, the rally that took place there at the parking lot at Toys R Us. I'm talking about the first rally specifically to deal with a problem on that side of South Brooklyn will be taking place tomorrow night. You've got to show up at 630. I am supporting this rally. I'll be speaking at this rally. You know that I always finish speaking uh, at the rallies. And I I tie all the knots and I give you a plan. This will be at John Paul Jones Park, which is right in the shadow of the Verrazano Bridge, 630 at 101st and Shore Road Parkway. Ari Kagan is hosting the event. As you know, he is running as a Republican challenger to Justin Brannon. And remember what... Uh, The great John Paul Jones said, I have not yet begun to fight. And that really is going to be the theme of the rally tomorrow night at 630. I hope you'll all come, especially folks from Staten Island who came all across the bridge to be at that Third Avenue uh, uh, festival yesterday. It was packed with people. You got to show solidarity across the Verrazano. Brooklyn must help Staten Island. Staten Island must help Brooklyn to stem the flow of this illegal alien invasion that is supported by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, uh, Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, and Justin Brandon. So spread the word. Get the message out there. Be there because the battle to save Bay Ridge, Fort Hamilton, Diker Heights begins tomorrow night at 630 at John Paul Jones Park. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here, making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Getting 7-11 down in the boys' gym. Everybody always picking on me. 
That should be the theme song for this mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, wrong way, Lou Rufino. Because in the midst of this crisis that he helped create by inviting illegal aliens to come to this sanctuary city that he said was the best-run sanctuary city, and, hey, Abbott, you're a racist. Send them here, and I'll take care of them in a way I don't even take care of my citizens. You're not going to believe this. Kill that music. This Goldbrick, this slacker, is actually going to be going on a four-day trip to Central and South America. In the middle of this crisis, Eric Adams is heading off on Wednesday to Mexico City. What the hell is he doing there? And then from Mexico City on day two, he'll be in Pueblo, uh, Mexico. What the hell is he doing there? And then on Friday, October 6th, He's going to go to Quito in Ecuador. What is he getting uh, uh, dental work done, some medical procedures, maybe a nip nip and a tuck, because that's why you go to Quito. They do it so inexpensively. And then on Saturday, he's going to be in Bogota. What is he doing in Bogota? Oh, my God. Anything to avoid dealing with the problem that he helped create. And earlier today at a press conference that he had at City Hall, he had a completely a complete meltdown as he went off on the predominantly white reporters who cover him at Room 9 in City Hall. Listen, and because of this, he said, I'm only going to answer questions not related to my topic only once a week. We're going to be holding once a week just off topics so you could ask whatever questions you want. I think we're doing that tomorrow on Tuesday. This would give you an opportunity so we don't mix the messages. Uh, We want to be as clear as possible. So you don't mix the messages. It's because you are the one who says one thing one day and then you contradict yourself the next day. So now you're going to limit the amount of access the press has to you. So you're basically adopting a Joe Biden since you're the Biden of Brooklyn strategy and maybe just going to stay in uh, the basement in some place, wherever you're hanging, uh, wherever you hang your hat at night. That's questionable. There could be any number of places. And then he walks off after dropping his microphone once and then decides to come back to the podium and chastise This other white reporter who had the gall to ask him a question upon his exiting the podium. No man in the history of this city has been uh, more accessible, more approachable, more on the ground than I have. And so this is the rule we put it. Don't look around at your colleagues. They're not answering. I'm answering. We're going to have one day a week so I can do the business of running this very complicated city. That's that's what is done. Michael. And he dropped the mic again, like he's a rapper or a comedian, like he's Dave Chirrell. Hey, hey, ridiculous. Don't look around at your colleagues. You know, I'm bullying you, white boy. And don't think uh, your fellow white colleagues are going to give you any tactical support. And remember, this is all part of the process of this chicken dance he does with the press corps. See, all these politicians, they love doing chicken dances, you know, keeping government going up in Washington. They do their chicken dance. Uh, these press conferences and are nothing more than chicken dances where nothing ever gets said and the media is expected. Just write it word for word what I say. You know, don't do a deep dive. Don't do anything to contradict me. Remember when he came back from uh, Albany, his first trip up there, and he swore to all of us 
that one of the benefits of electing him mayor, and not me, was that he knew all the players up there. He knew Carl Hasty. I mean, that was his homeboy, his homegirl, cousin Stewart's leader of the veto-proof uh, state uh, senate, along with the veto-proof state assembly. They're really calling the shots, not Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. He said, don't worry about it. They know me. I know them. I'm going to do what's in the best interest in New York City. And then he returned, and he didn't even have belly button lint. And he felt that he had been dissed and dismissed by the white press corps. I'm a black man. That's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. We got to be honest about that. How many blacks are in the editorial boards? How many blacks are determined how these stories are being written? And you know something that was directed uh, today at the New York Post editorial board, which put out an editorial over the weekend that pointed out all these friends of Eric Adams that he's given high-ranking uh, appointments, too, as advisors uh, within uh, the structure of City Hall. Many of them are anti-Semites. Many of them are imams of mosques within the city in which they constantly, constantly vilify Jews. And yet he has 40 advisors, so-called mockers in the Jewish community, including our own Rabbi Joe Potasnik, who doesn't say anything about that. Oh, no, no, no. Protect him at all costs, along with Reverend A.R. Bernard, who he does a show with on Sunday mornings. No, no, no. Protect him at all costs. Don't talk about all the anti-Semites he's surrounded with. Because remember, for a long period of time in the 90s, he can't deny this. He was a follower of Scooey Louis Farrakhan and Khalid Muhammad. Hated white people, hated Jews, went to the Nation of Islam mosque in Harlem on a regular basis with his very dear friend, the guy who was in charge of the mosque, Conrad Muhammad. You don't just suddenly change hate of white people and hate of Jews. And now he's surrounded by some. That editorial goes into it in depth, including one of his chief advisors, has been paid paid off by the red Chinese in the Asian community, and he has no problem whenever he goes to an Asian event of having her accompany him, even though everyone in the crowd knows she's an agent. She might as well be an agent for the red Chinese government. And so then he'll he'll use that kind of a line on the New York Post, because obviously it's comprised mostly of white people, the editorial board. And who can ever forget his rage at the media when he decided to mic, mic drop the very first time. When he referred to himself, although he had never done it before, as Kunta Kinte. People can say what they want. There are those in society that still long to see me stop saying Kunta Kinte and they want me to say Toby. And it's uncomfortable for them. So you can whip me as much as you want. But when you take off my shirt, you'll see the scars are already there. You know, I've gotten beaten enough that I can't be beaten again. I came into government saying Kute Kente. I'm leaving government saying Kute Kente. And if you don't know who he is, go see Roots. And then he dropped the microphone. That's become habitual of late. By the way, I don't ever remember him referring to himself as Kunte Kente. Never. Never in, in written form in any article, never in audio form, in any radio interview, and certainly not in any video form. So that's nonsense. 
And what he doesn't want to deal with is the questioning that's coming from the press corps about where the hell were you Friday morning, Mr. Mayor, the guy who claims you're the general, you always lead from the front, not the rear, went from about 4 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock in the morning, your whereabouts were unknown. Nobody could find out where you were. Uh, you had not been in touch with City Hall, as you claim. Nobody knew who, where you were. And that's because at 4 a.m., I have it on very good confidential uh, sources, that you were hanging out at Con Sofrito, the club of Jimmy Rodriguez, infamous. We'll get into that uh, later on before the top of the hour. In which all of a sudden you were seen following uh, a hottie. I, I would tell you I met a shorty there, but I can't say that on TV. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you did. Uh, we're going to find out who that is. I'm on it. I'm on it. But then when he finally got to City Hall at 11, the damage was already done. Remember, it was pouring. I mean, just torrential downpours starting at about 6 in the morning. The city was underwater during the rush hour. A um, state emergency had been, been declared by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb two hours before Eric Adams even surfaced. Nobody w- knew where he was. As she was looking out of a kitchen window in her home in uh, Erie County, across uh, Lake Erie to uh, the province of Ontario. She actually can see the province of Ontario declared a state of emergency. And nobody knew where Eric Adams was. And then finally, when he gets to the microphone and he does his razzmatazz, never addressing where he was, why he was missing in action, AWOL, the first question from a reporter naturally had to do with, did this tsunami damage any of the migrant centers? Question for Mr. Mayor. I mean, there are asylum seekers in shelters that are tent-like facilities at Creedmoor on Randall's Island. Are they safe in those facilities with these conditions? And is the city taking any steps to move them elsewhere? Uh, we have no reported conditions in those areas on Randall's and in at the Creekmore location. And, of course, if there are any conditions uh, that are dangerous, we're going to make sure that people receive the proper care and make the proper movement. Mayor, I just got an update on Randall specifically. Uh, we've seen very minimal leaking at Randall's Island and uh, any problems that will be very quickly addressed. Uh, so we have no issues really at Randall's Island at this point. Now you didn't know. That's Fabian Levy. That's his lapdog who got promoted to uh, deputy mayor at an outrageous pay scale to simply try to put a spin on everything wrong with the uh, Eric Adams administration. And now the spin is you're only going to be able to ask questions once a week off topic. doesn't matter. Uh, I'll tell you what you can ask questions about. This is ridiculous. Uh, at that very same time when he was having his press conference Friday at 12, if you remember listening to the Rip and Read, that's why you always have to. I already had videos that were coming in from Floyd Bennett Field. Mike Sullivan of the Seven Sullivan Brothers, Breezy Point, First in War, First in Peace, was in a four-by-four, had to be about a good three foot of water uh, on the floor on the very runway, runway 19, where they want to put up the tents and bring in 7,500 single able-bodied men of military age with nothing to do and nowhere to go, illegal, so that they can run all through the neighborhoods of Brooklyn. Mill Basin, Marine Park, those immediate areas, and obviously across the Gil Hodges Bridge into the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways. I give you updates of Creedmoor, where the 
the tent had sprung leaks and the illegal aliens were running out into the street and hiding in the bus shelters. And I gave you updates on all other places that had migrant centers where where torrential rains had caused all kinds of problems. Now, I have limited resources. The city of New York has like 10 trillion times the resources, and yet I was able to provide all of that to you because the bottom line is, look, I'm the mayor in exile. I'm, I'm on the, the island of Manhattan like... Uh, like Napoleon was on the island of Elba. This guy is not ready for prime time. Look, in the midst of this emergency, he's taking a four-day vacation starting Wednesday. He's going to Mexico City after that Puebla in Mexico. Then he's going to Quito in Ecuador, no doubt, to get some dental and medical uh, procedures because it's a lot cheaper there. And then finally to Bogota, Colombia, before he returns on Sunday. Get the hell out of here. What the hell are you doing going on a junket now as eight buses a day keep coming into the Port Authority unloading hundreds of illegal aliens that you welcomed into our city? Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is Eric Adams' theme song, courtesy of Eddie Murphy, who created this song with the Mary Jane girls, and of course, the man Rick James, coming out of Buffalo. Exactly what the swagger man with no plan does. Parties all the time to the break of dawn. It used to be the Club Zero Bond downtown. Now he is going almost every night uptown to the club Con Sofrito in Castle Hill, Bronx, off Zariga and Commerce, owned by the infamous Jimmy Rodriguez of Jimmy's Cafe where the liquor license is held by, get this, Justin Ellick, the brother of the police commissioner of the city of New York, Richie Caban, brother of Eddie Caban, and he's hanging out all the time up there. And you say, wait, 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 wait. All kinds of felons there, drug dealers, rappers, Jimmy Rodriguez himself. That's why he can't get a state liquor license. What the hell is going on up there? So I figured last night I would bamboozle and entrap Dominic Carter, who came out of the Bronx. And I will bet you, because that's why Jimmy Rodriguez has owned so many gin mills and restaurants, he goes bankrupt. 
because he gives away free food, free booze. And at times, the way to uh, find a shorty. Full disclosure, I used to hang out at some of his spots. Oh! So Cole busted Dominic, and he had to answer in the affirmative because I already knew. So I say, yo, Dominic, you, you got to fess up. Why would they do that, Dominic Carter? Why would the Yankees tell people like Derek Rhetorical, Jeter, rhetorical questions. Dino Martinez, you can't go there. Jimmy, Jimmy Rodriguez was preparing the meals yeah. for the Yankees games. Yeah. And he had become very much an insider. To know Jimmy is to like Jimmy. He's a cool dude. You know, I, I don't know about his past. I don't know anything about that. I know you talk about it. Don't look at me like that. I know you talk about it. He's a cool guy, and he was cool with the Yankees, but then the Yankees decided, hey, this is not a good look for Major League Baseball. You're banned from going there. Now, interesting. It's not a good look for Major League Baseball or the Yankees, but it's a good look for the mayor and the police commissioner to be hanging out there, hanging out there with known felons. You know, if you were an average cop, when they were average cops, you were hanging out with known felons. You'd lose your badge, your gun. You'd lose your pension. they kick you out of the department. But see, Dominic, uh, a gumshoe reporter, he didn't want to reveal more, so I kept pressuring him. Why the hell is everybody hanging out now at Con Sofrito at Zuriga Avenue in Castle Hill? Uh, Dominic, I think it's time for you to be busting your shoes and go up there because... The mayor, just before he left at 4 in the morning, that was closing time. He was, uh, I would tell you I met a shorty there, but I can't say that on TV. <laughs> now, <laughs> that that is one of the reasons mm. why people hang out there. Well, we're getting very close here as I sweated Dominic Carter, and you know I'm going to get down to the nitty-gritty of the information why the mayor disappeared for seven hours in the middle of an emergency, because apparently he was with a shorty. And secondly, why he and the police commissioner, on almost a nightly basis now, are hanging out at Con Sofritos, frequented by known felons, and owned and operated by one. Inquiring minds want to know Eric Adams and Eddie Caban. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.